this is this is this is this is this is this is this this is this is this is this is this is the local music revolution the local music revolution local music revolution local music revolution Welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. On today's episode, we have a local band out of Visalia, California called Atlas. One of the things that still surprises me and still intrigues me even almost a year into doing this podcast is finding bands that I didn't know existed. There are a vast majority of bands that you have out there that you just will never hear, but the thing is... Atlas is actually from the town over from me, and I had never heard of them. So it's really cool to be able to talk and get to know these guys and hear what they have to say about their music and music in general. Plus, it does not hurt the fact that their band is named after the Greek titan Atlas. As most of you know who know me, I love Greek mythology and most of any other mythology because they're just really fun and I really enjoy reading about them. But I digress. So, we have Atlas on the show today. But first, we gotta make our sponsor loved and known. So, stringjoy.com, they produce custom strings and tension-based strings and custom-length instrument cables along with connections. And they are now currently selling guitar picks in four sizes, I believe the last count was. So, if you are interested, like anybody that plays guitar or bass or acoustic guitar, go to stringjoy.com, check out what they can do for you. They will work with you on finding the best possible strings that will work for your style and your needs. And when you do, and you're at checkout, please enter the promo code LOCAL, that's L-O-C-A-L, and you will get a discount for being a wonderful listener of The Local Music Revolution. And being that you are a wonderful listeners, you can contact me at facebook.com slash the local music revolution on Twitter at TLMR podcast on Instagram at the local music revolution and on WordPress, the local music revolution dot WordPress dot com. That is where everything is run through and you can see past, present and future things going on there. I try to make an effort to have some kind of material coming out more than once a week because I feel like that's necessary. So go check it out. Play the games. Random starts. You know, the random start to your day. Screenshot that. Post it. Tag the local music revolution. Let me know what you're listening to in the mornings. I've said my piece. Now, without any further ado, this is Brandon of Atlas out of Visalia, California. (coughs) We're here with Brandon from Atlas. How are you doing, man? Pretty good, man. That's good to hear, man. All right, so Atlas, the band from Visalia. Tell me how you guys got together. Um, actually, just started out with me because um, I've always recorded and written stuff just by myself for my own amusement. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, this guy I know, my friend Marty, our vocalist now, he um, 
I text him one day. I was like, hey, come over and uh, come lay some vocals down for me. I just want to see how this sounds. And we did it, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I never I never really wanted to be in a band, so I didn't really think much of it. Um, so we did that, and then we kept doing songs like that just for fun. Um, and then he called his friend over to like, hey, you want to give some you know, criticism on the song we're doing? So he called over his guitar player friend Andy, um, and then he kind of helped, you know, mold and give me second opinions on songs we did. Um, and then again, I still didn't want to be in a band or just having fun. But then Marty just really, he was really into it. <laughs> so he uh, <laughs> he found a drummer on YouTube. He looked up Visalia Drum Competition, and he found this, like, amazing drummer, like the greatest drummer I've ever met. It kind of makes me mad how good he is. Um, <laughs> he, he sent him a message on YouTube because he has a drum channel. Um, he's like, hey, man, you want to be in a band? And it was basically that simple. We met up, and it was just us four, you know, jamming out to whatever things we had at the time. And then uh, David, that drummer's name is David, and he was in uh, another band, um, and their bass player liked our style of music, you know, like the heavier stuff. So that's how we got him. He just kind of joined us through David. So it really wasn't like, a, it was like me and Marty just having fun, and then everything really fell together. That's how it felt like. And then, I mean, next thing you know, we had a show, and I was like, oh, this is weird. I don't even know I was in a band. <laughs> <laughs> and now... I don't know. It feels so natural. Nice, man. That's that's awesome to hear. Um, so you said that you you've always written and recorded music. What what got you started with the whole recording thing? Is it a home studio that you work out of? Yeah, yeah. Um, what got me started? Probably in high school, for my sophomore year. Um, I used to just have ideas, and I was like, oh, man, I'd be, I always forget these things, and I can't. I you know. I can't have them for later. I always forget. So I would. I got a cheap microphone from Best Buy, and um, <laughs> I, you know, one mic my drum set because I, I play drums too. So I would, I would do that, and then I would do the guitar parts over it, and kind of have that. And nice. it was instrumentals <laughs> for the longest time. That's awesome, but, man. Yeah. I, I love that, man. I too have a home studio. Um, I drummer by trade. Um, and I started teaching myself how to play guitar and bass, and I've written two albums now. I'm yeah. in the middle of my third. It's really, really fun. I love that. I mean, that's the future of music right there. Oh, yeah. So I'm up till like, 3 or 4 in the morning sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing that. I'm sure you can relate. Yeah. Um, that's when I have to switch my schedule for work, that's what I'm doing is I'm in my studio playing guitar or, or <laughs> editing podcasts or something like that. So yeah, man, yeah, completely understand. Um, so you said the Alex, I'm sorry, you said the Atlas fell into place and everything like that. So, um, what you guys have music recorded and on disc, um, how has that reception been? Um, how, how have you guys been received in the local community? Um, I'd, I'd say positive. I mean, obviously you're going to have people that don't like something. Um, every show we play, I mean, we always have people coming up to us saying, Hey man, good job. Um, you know, really enjoyed your set, like those riffs, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I don't like to, I don't know. I don't like to think too, I don't like to think we're perfect. So I like to always think that, you know, we could do better no matter what. Um, even our, our best show I can remember us playing, I still remember one part I messed up on. So I'm always trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
I, um, I mean, it's mostly positive. I, if I wasn't in the band, I would listen to it. So I think that says something. Um, so do you actually listen to the music that you write? Um, I, I've been told that it's cocky if you listen to the music you write, but I just, if I can't listen to it, then I don't like it, you know? Oh yeah. No, I, I, I listen, I mean, I don't like, oh, I love this song. I have to listen to it all day. No, I listen to it if it comes on shuffle or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I write, uh, probably I get a new like riff idea every night and I record it just in case, you know, but I'd say 98% of the time I delete it because when I come back to it the next day, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so the stuff we do have, it sticks with me for a reason. I don't know. It's just, it's so bouncy to me. I like it. <laughs> nice. So, um, so my question is, um, sorry, my shit's staticky. What are <laughs> you doing? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, no problem. <laughs> so you're the in the home recording studio and everything are you the main writer of this band or is it a collective i write the skeleton of it i write the basic structure you know yeah and then it, the song really doesn't take full shape until we're all practicing and our job our drummer like i said he's ridiculous he he does his things that i just i wouldn't have thought of <laughs> you know <laughs> and then our bass player does things that i wouldn't have thought of it's just i don't know i think because we're all such talented musicians in our own spec that when we get together and play the song kind of changes itself nice so yeah <clears throat> so when you sit down to write the skeletons it do you how how does the riff come about is it just you messing around or do you you know mess with scales or things like that or, or how does um, that work? it actually starts out with um drums believe it or not i'll um <laughs> like if i have a rhythmic idea i'll i'll do that out you know i'll i'll just like sample it out and then kind of listen to it a few times have it repeating in the background and i'll turn my amp on and start making stuff up with it and then yeah <laughs> So you build... I don't really start with scales or anything, though. So you build from the spine. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome, <laughs> man. Um, I I did that for my first albums, and you know, I, I it was good, but I actually changed the way I wrote, and I wrote the guitar riffs first this time around, and completely different style, completely different ideas, and everything like that. It was really fun and refreshing. Yeah, I mean, I don't do every song like that. That's probably how most of them are. But there are some times when I'm sitting playing and I'll have an idea and then I'll record the guitars and then, you know, go from there. But generally it's drums first. So uh, did you actually start on drums? You said you were a drummer, but did you start on drums or guitar first? Um, I actually started playing violin. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, does that make its way into the, the Atlas music? Uh, No. No, surprisingly not. Yeah, wow. I, maybe it does. I don't know. I I played violin my whole life, so I don't really see it as anything different. Um, but I don't think it does. Actually, I was in a, a like a sort of guitar competition before, and um, one of the judges out of nowhere, he's all, "Hey, you play violin, don't you?" I was like, "Hey, how'd you know?" He's like, "I just tell." You know, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> all right then." <laughs> so maybe well, it does. That's awesome, man. I I haven't actually heard of anybody on this podcast that played classical instruments so what got you into violin was it just you know the aesthetics or was it something more um 
we had it was in because I started in school, like you know, school orchestra. Yeah. Um, they're like, okay, we're starting music class today. If you want to stay classroom music, or you can go learn an instrument. And I was like, well, I want to get out of the classroom. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I went with the kids to go to the gym to learn or to pick our instrument, you know. And um, that's, I mean, it was really just random. I picked it up and it was it was fun. Um, it's probably one of the harder ones because it's fretless, obviously. Yeah. Um. I mean, all the tuners are the wooden except for the bridge, but all the pegs at the top, they're all wooden. So everything, just the slightest temperature change can knock your whole instrument out of tune. It's, I don't know. It just taught me to be really particular about everything. Wow. So I got a good foundation. So with that classical um, training and, and learning the violin, um, has it actually gone over into your the metal side of your playing? Um, no, the guys, cause they all know I played, you know, or I still do. Um, they're, they always bug me to like, oh, we got to put something in here, but I just, I don't know. I really don't want to pull out my violin on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I, I think it would be cool. I haven't seen that in a local show, so I think yeah, it would be, it'd be a, cool. A I just don't want to force it. I mean, if I get an idea, of course I'll do it, but I don't want to force it out. When you said that, my first um, thought was actually um, Machine Head. They have a new song called uh, uh, "Now uh, Now We Die," and uh-huh. it starts with violins, and it, it's actually really really nice. It's really really interesting, and then it just comes in with like really heavy metal. Like mm. that's that was my first idea. Yeah. <clears throat> so you did that, and why did you transfer to guitar uh, from violin? Oh, I, I still play violin. I um, I don't know. I was probably in seventh grade. Yeah. Um, my cousin had his guitar in his truck. He came over, and um, he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave this in here. I don't want it to stay in my car. It's hot outside." I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And then I started playing with it, just picking it up because I obviously I had the violin background, so I knew my way around strings a little bit. So I started playing with it, and he's like, "You can borrow it if you want." And I was all, oh, "Okay." <laughs> So um, he left it at my house for like a month, and then um, I didn't know that my my dad bought it for me. My and he just never told me. So <laughs> I guess the thought of that guitar eventually not being mine made me want to practice more. Wow! But yeah, nice. I, again, it just kind of fell. I fell into it. <laughs> uh, did you? Uh, do you still have that guitar? Yeah, I do. You do? Is it one of your main ones, or have you retired it? Oh no, it's it's a cheap little. Ibanez guitar, yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, I have it. I'm not going to get rid of it because of nostalgia, but you know. <laughs> so my, I'm sorry, my brain's not working. So you you got this classical training and everything. I was actually in school band too, um, and the thing about it was I hated playing other people's music. Um, they would give us the sheet music, and you'd have to read somebody else's music. It kind of felt lifeless to me. Um, what did you play? I play the drums. Um, I played oh, snare, okay. and then in marching band, I played the big bass drum. And um, the the thing was, it just felt lifeless to me. I mean, there's passion in music and playing somebody else's stuff. I I just I don't feel it. Uh, uh, me personally. Um, mm. So how did you transition from you know playing violin and and sh- sight reading and sheet music and things like that to creating your own music? Um. I listened to ACDC a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. So, I mean, I started, I 
at one point I'm pretty sure I learned all of their songs <laughs> um, and then I just kind of progressed from there from like ACDC to Avalay Dying to I just got like heavier and heavier you know what I mean I still listen to ACDC um, I actually the guitar I wanted my whole childhood was a Gibson SG <laughs> oh nice <laughs> I, yeah I finally got it I have it but it's just I don't know um, I always just look for something new um, was it was the SG what you thought it would be when you you got it? Uh, no, it wasn't actually. I was I, honestly I was a little let down. Um, really? Seeing Angus Young play it when I was little, I was like, oh man, that thing is so pretty, and the gloss and just everything about it, just the Gibson name at the top. I thought that was like that was the end goal I wanted, you know. <laughs> and then I got it, and then I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Maybe it wasn't my style, but. Really? I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I decided to pick up a guitar, I bought one from Guitar Center. It was uh, the Strat style. It was a Dean, and uh, that's that guitar has been, like, become my home. Like, that's the pinnacle of where my guitar playing is. I love it so yeah. much, man. Maybe that's why I didn't, because I'm, I'm used to, I play the uh, LCD Eclipses. Oh, okay. I have a few of those. I'm just so used to those, probably. Ah, well, um... Yeah, man. If that's your jam, then keep at it. <laughs> All right, man. So can you tell me about the song Missed Opportunities? Yep. Um, that song is actually, I wrote all the lyrics for it. That's the one song I was doing. Like I said, I have songs that I do by myself, you know, not for the band. Yeah. Um, that was one of them that I was doing, and I wrote lyrics for it. Just, I don't know, I was in a sort of a dark spot at the time um and i was just writing to get it out you know and then i really liked it so i sent it to our vocalist and we started you know listening to it and started obsessing over it and then it turned into probably our favorite song to play live nice man nice yeah all right well right now i'm gonna play missed opportunities Let's get for help This is me Looking up 
That was Missed Opportunities. So, are there any other songs you want to talk about? There is uh, the other song I sent you, yeah. Alive. Yeah. Um, that's a very personal song to our vocalist. Um, his best friend, you know, throughout childhood, high school, right after high school, he went to join the Army, and okay. he uh, he was killed almost a year ago. His The, his, uh, the one year is coming up in a few weeks. Oh wow! Um, so he he just he was it was weighing on him so hard, you know. And I was like, Barney, just write about it, man. You know, get your thoughts out. You don't even have to show them to me. And then he started writing them out. He sent me some stuff, and I was like, I want to make a song. <laughs> so I started writing some riffs for him. Um, I think we actually had the title of the song alive before we even wrote the lyrics, the rest of it. Wow! Because I I told we. Had, we wanted Keith, that's his name, Keith. Um, we wanted him to live on through Marty because he was a big fan of our music when, um, like when we first started out. Um, it, would, it just seemed like a really nice thing to pay respects to him. Awesome, man. And every, yeah, every time we play it, we kind of have a little special moment on stage. That's that's really great to hear, man. That truly is. I, I'm very sorry to hear about that, man. I really am. Uh, but yeah. it's really cool what you guys do. Um, that's awesome, man. <clears throat> All right, so so you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. All right, so I would like to get into you guys' logo. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and uh, uh-huh. or it may be a CD cover. It's the one where um, it's got Atlas and the triangle circle with. Uh, yeah, that's our logo. Back. It's the circle and mm-hmm. the triangle entwined. Okay, so w- what does that mean to you guys? Is there a specific meaning, or or is it um, just aesthetics? Because it does look pretty decent. Um, it's a, it's a it's a thing about balance. It's very symmetrical. Okay. Um, the two forces. I I see the triangle as the you know the Titan Atlas. I see him as the triangle, you know, holding the circle Earth up. That's what it means to me, and I. That's where we get our band name from. Is just a force in general that keeps you going, or a, a figure that holds you up. If you get where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um, that's where we get the name from because music to all of us is just something that keeps us going. I actually, uh, I, I wrote a song about Atlas. I took a, about a year and I wrote um, about Greek mythology, and one of them was Atlas, man. That's that's incredible. Yeah. I, I really like it, it seemed It just all seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, Atlas is, is great. I mean, he, he's a good he's a good example of, of what you need to be in life. Yeah. Um, 
So you have a self-titled EP, and is that a single that you have on your Bandcamp? Yeah, that's the um, that live. That's actually the first song we released. Okay. Um, we never really wanted to. We we had a lot of stuff, but we didn't want to release it just because we weren't sure um, if we'd progress. And then you look back and go, "Oh, I wish we didn't make that," you know. But I think Alive, that single, was probably the first song that we were a hundred percent sure about that we we knew we were gonna like it later. <laughs> and so, um, so this EP was this all recorded in your your uh, your home studio? Yeah, I know. Or, yeah, and, I recorded all that. And it was mixed and mastered by you. Yeah. Wow, man, that's awesome. Um, I actually, I, I've had a couple of people where they record everything and they send it out to get mass, uh, mixed and mastered. That's it's really cool being in a house, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I went to school for it, so. Oh, you did. Yeah. Wow. Well, good for you, man. Make, that is make some. What's it called? Use of my abilities. <laughs> um. So yeah. So when you're mixing and everything. Um, for the the cd is there anything uh-huh. that you wanted to to bring out or is there an emphasis on something uh, on the songs that you wanted to bring out so that people understood what you guys were doing um i think it's a lot about rhythms the the drums and the guitars they're really in sync with each other and i think i just try to get the the different notes and i try to articulate them very well and bring that aspect out of it to match with I want everything really like syncopated um okay. I think just that is our main general sound just a really syncopated rhythmic type of bounciness <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um so what are you guys' main influences um when you're writing music is it life or do you guys try to um bring out some of your influences uh it changes at first um, I know mine, a big one, is uh, the band Issues. They're a big influence on us, for all of us in general, but they're my main influence. Nice. Um, M- Marty, our vocalist, he really likes, uh, what are they called? Oh, he's going to kill me if I don't know this band. Um, the band Mitch Luker was in. Mitch, oh, uh, um, Suicide Silence? Oh man, he's gonna kill me. Yeah, <laughs> that's his main influence. He he really loved him. He tries to, you know, get style from him, but not too much. <laughs> and then our bass player, he actually doesn't listen to our type of music. It's kind of interesting how he brings his background of like '90s grunge rock into nice. our mix. Um, so that's his stuff. His, I think one of his favorite bands is Allison Chains. Um, our drummer. He is really into just anything that's not normal, you know, like progressive jazz or crazy sounding like bands like Tesseract and stuff like that. Um, he right. just doesn't like anything normal. He likes really crazy, crazy rhythmic bands. <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, so, so when you're um. How long ago did your CD come out? Um, three weeks, four weeks. Really? That that quick? Wow. Um, yeah, not that long ago. Uh, did you guys have a CD release party? Because 
I, I'm new uh, to that. No, I don't even think we've. I mean, it's released online, obviously, but um, we've been so busy with just small things that bands have to do, you know, <laughs> yeah. that we haven't had the opportunity to play locally in a while. Um, we did a battle for Vans Warp Tour that we were all caught up in, so we were all distracted. And now we're doing Treasure Fest later on this month, so everyone's focused on that. So we just. We haven't had time to actually have a release show, but we definitely are as soon as we all get a chance to calm down. Awesome, man. Um, on on that note, too, I, I also wanted to know, who did your logo? I know I'm kind of jumbled up, but I, I completely forgot to ask. That's right. No, um, our old guitar player, who he, he left the band a few months ago just because he had some other things to do, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, when we first started out... Um, we weren't even a band yet. He was all, hey, look, I made a logo for us. And it didn't even have the name Atlas on it yet because we didn't have a name. Um, but we kind of got that the idea from the logo. So he's the one who made it for us. Oh, wow. Awesome, yeah. man. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I'm jumbled around. Um, I, I no problem. To ask <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, you're talking about Treasure Fest. Um, mm -hmm. uh, how'd you guys uh, get on that show? Did you guys have to do anything or did you know the promoter and just had you on the show um well on the uh they do take submissions like you submit your band you know even they have a email on their website i believe uh you send them your facebook link to music and they get back to you basically and um yeah i mean that's basically it we didn't have to do anything fancy <laughs> we were pretty lucky on that we're stoked about it Nice. So, are yeah. are you guys fans of Upon a Burning Body? Uh, I'm not. I think everyone else is in the band but me. I don't really like heavy music, surprisingly. Um, not like that. I like, you know, obviously, like, breakdowns and stuff, but I don't like... I think Upon a Burning Body is a little too heavy for me. Uh, I got you, man. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. I'm kind of on the border. They're all right to listen to every once in a while, but... Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to go screaming and crying if I miss their show. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you, you said that you've been working for a while on the little things that bands have to do. Is there anything uh -huh. in particular that you can talk about that you guys are, are doing or is it just promotion and, and the, uh, tedious no, just things? getting merchandise together and, um, we all have, I think all of our schedules are the exact opposite of each other. Like I'll get off of five and then someone works at five. So it's just, <laughs> um, just practicing and getting new songs. And, um, our drummer does a lot of stuff for, um, Tico, which is like a organization that puts on plays and other musical events. He's, he's really into that right now. So he doesn't have any time to do anything. It's, we're all just really busy and it's just a very rare occasion. We all can get together. So finding time is probably the biggest thing that we struggle with. Um, so on that front, I really like hearing about bands um, designing their own merch because, you know, it, it adds to the music. It's something um, mm -hmm. visual to the music. Um, so you said you guys are designing and getting it together. So how, how does that process work to getting the, the merch together? Um, we have a band group text. And it's always going off. <laughs> Someone has an idea or something <laughs> they want to say. So um, we'll shoot ideas through there like, hey, wouldn't this be cool? And then if it sticks long enough, um, 
one of us will start working on it. Like our most recent idea, it's just going to be um, we. I really, really like the, the floral design, like Hawaiian floral look. So that's what our next shirt's going to be, kind of a floral looking pattern. You mean like the ha- the Hawaiian shirts? Oh yeah. Really? That's awesome, yeah. man. <laughs> that's different. I like that. Yeah, that's what I was doing all day. <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you guys make? Do you guys make the merch in-house, or do you send it out? Or is there somebody that you only trust doing certain things, or how does that work? Um, yeah, our, our old guitar player, we, his cousin, owns a business here in Visalia, and we go through him. And that's for all merch, or is it just for printed stuff? Oh, just for just for shirts. Just for shirts? Um, anything else we would do, um, we talked about doing wristbands. We were going to get those online just because it's cheaper, and we can get so many of them. Yeah. Um, as far as CDs go, I print those. Um, my family owns a printing company in here in town, so I kind of just mooch off that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and other than shirts, everything is really just done by ourselves. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's really cool. So, um, can you tell me any more about the song "Alive"? Uh, yeah, that is a very personal song to our vocalist Martin um his friend best friend throughout all all his childhood and high school and and all up until he went and joined the army they were still friends but um he was killed in action Keith Keith Williams and it it really really hit Marty you know I mean it really hit all of us but him in particular because they were so close um, I could I could see it in him <clears throat> every time I saw him and talked to him. He'd always talk to me about it because he's real comfortable with me. Um, and I just told him one day, like, you should just write about it. You know, that's the best way to get your feelings out is to write about it. Um, so he started writing some ideas, just thoughts, really. Not lyrics, just kind of thoughts that he would think about. And um, he wanted to honor Keith. Um, so... He had I, when he said I want I want Keith to live alive, you know I want him to live inside of me. Um, that's where I got the name from. And like the first lyrics in the song are alive inside of me. Um, I know everything Marty does in this band is in memoriam of Keith. He always wears his dog tags on stage. Um, wow. Whenever we do that song live, it's I could see it in him. It's a special thing for him. It's just that's probably one of that. That is our most personal song awesome well i'm going to play alive Yeah. 
that was alive all right so brandon um you talked about having a home studio and during the break um you were talking about working with other bands so can you go into how you transitioned from recording yourself into working with other bands um yeah i started out i mean i've done it for probably five six years by myself um i never thought i was good enough to work with anybody else um, and then I had a few people ask me, you know, hey, who records your stuff, man? I was like, oh, me. <laughs> and then so that kind of put the idea in my head that maybe I can, you know, work with some other people. And then I found um, there's lots of bands in my cellar. Um, that's a really good thing. Um, I'll find them if they don't have anything or they got something coming out, you know, I'll shoot them a message. Um, hey, guys, if you're looking for, you know, any production work, here's some stuff I've done. Um, give back to me, you know, and Reminitions, uh, the most recent band I've been working with for a while now, they were just starting out. I think they only had probably two songs when we started, when we all met up, but now they're pretty, you know, they're going strong. <laughs> they're we're, we're, uh, working on releasing uh, their first EP probably next month, if I can try to keep it going. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I like working with other bands, getting other perspectives on things. Um, and it's such a great opportunity. Then. I Not many people get to sit in a studio with another band and just see how they work. <laughs> I think a producer has a great opportunity to grow from that. But that's what I want to ultimately do, like, with my life, is I want to own a studio and, you know, always expand my horizons with different bands wonderful man i i mean that's incredible i mean it, it really is so um how do you how did you uh get a hold of reminiscence in the first place did you just do that process or um yeah i said um i i somehow was friends with one of them on facebook <laughs> you know how that goes um i saw them post a video practicing and i was like hey, these guys aren't bad and i'll check them out but they didn't have anything so i was like huh i guess i'll you know hit him up and then probably a week later we started on it um so is there any other bands that you've uh you've worked with that you can mention uh there's one but i think they're broken up now they were called evoke um evoke. 
and those members are off starting their own bands now. So I'm sure I'll talk to them sometime in the future. Awesome, man. So um, do you actually help with the writing process, or do they come in with finished songs and you just press record? Um, I don't just press record, but I also don't write the songs. I mean, I'll do something, and if I hear it while it's playing back to me, I'll be like, hey, check this out, and I'll make a quick edit or something. And if they like it, you know, we'll go with that. But, I mean, I, I definitely don't write their songs for them, no. Um, have you actually ever been a part of the writing process with one of these bands? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> um, so, being a producer and a musician, what are the biggest uh, differences in, in both of those? Um, I know when I'm recording myself, I know exactly what I want, and I know how to make myself, you know, pleased with what I'm doing. Um, with another band, I don't know... I mean, obviously talk to them, but I don't know their exact preferences. So it's really hard to find out what style they want, you know, what general mix they're going for. Um, that's probably the hardest part is finding something that they like that I like also. Just something that we're both really proud of. Awesome. Well, that that's it's great that you're doing that, man. I mean, I know there's a bunch of studios, and, and I know home recording's a thing now, but helping mm -hmm. these guys out, that's really cool of you. Um, yeah, thank you, guys. So, so did it start out just to build a portfolio, or is that what you wanted to do, is help the local music um, uh, grow? I actually haven't even thought about that, about building a portfolio. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to start doing it. I never had a end goal, really. Um, do you ask uh, to get credit for uh, your production work on the CDs? Um, I don't ask, but I know they did. They did. They released a single a few months ago. Um, but no, I don't. I don't know. I don't need you know reassurance that I did it. I know I did it. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, I know most of the standard is um, most producers you have to have their name as a credit and that the. Uh, um, the booklet. So mm. yeah, Just I think there. they're releasing it online. Um, hard copies. I'm pretty sure they'll do, but as far as a booklet or something, I don't think my name will be on it. All right. Well. <clears throat> all right. So getting back to Atlas. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> all right. Damn. Today is so so weird. Um. So I want to get back to Atlas. Um, you guys, um, your stage show, uh, you guys, it says on your social media, you guys just want to have fun. Um, so what gets you going on stage, man? I mean, is there a specific <laughs> thing that just makes you just go crazy or is it just the energy you get when you get on stage? It's the, it's the energy. It's just, I, I, I don't, I'm not the kind of person that gets, you know, super stoked about a show or something until I'm on stage, you know, my amps warming up, stuff like that, and then I'm like, oh, this is going to be freaking fun, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as we start playing, we have a little intro track that plays. Um, as soon as I hear that, I it's like instant. We all get in the mood. But it, that's probably the most fun we could all have together. 
Awesome. So, um, do you, uh, being that you guys are, are on the heavier side of music, do you guys like seeing mosh pits and circle pits and, and stuff like that? Or is that just something, um, something bonus? Um, I personally don't like being in mosh pits. I like <laughs> to watch the band. <laughs> hey man, um, I'm the, I'm the same I mean, way. I understand that it's, uh, it's fun. You know, it's fun to just go out there and flail yourself around. Um, so I, I like seeing it because I like seeing people enjoy themselves, especially if it's, you know, to our music. Um, but, yeah, I don't prefer it. I mean, if people just want to hang out and, you know, groove with us, I'm cool with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I lost track again. Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um, so... Being that you guys have just released the uh, the EP a, a little while ago, um, is there anything that you guys are looking for on the horizon? I mean, is, is there something that you guys are pushing for in the future? Yeah, that um, that EP was just three songs, just so we can have, you know, something officially out there, opposed to random things on Reverb Nation or SoundCloud, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We wanted an actual official release with some artwork. Um but yeah, it, uh, we are, once we have, you know, 10, 11 songs that we're super proud of, and they're not just filler tracks, we're going to, we are eventually going to do a full length. We've been talking about that forever. <laughs> um, so the full length, um, have you guys already started writing songs for that? Or or are you oh, going to yeah, wait? We, have, we probably have about nine songs already. Oh, wow. Um, the three on the EP were just our favorite, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're definitely, we have the material. It's just a matter of uh, we don't again we don't want to do something and then go back to it later and not be as proud of it as we could have been. I got you, man. I got you. Um, so, is, is there anything else on the on the horizons for Atlas? I mean, anything else? Um, just trying to get our name out there. I mean, that's what every band wants to do. Just have fun and keep creating. <laughs> Um, so can you tell me about the song Blurry Vision? Uh, yeah, that is actually, that's how we end our set at every show. That's how it's always been, that last song. It's um, the funnest to play. It's the fastest. It's the most energetic. It's just all around. We save it for the end because after we play it, we're so tired. We're all going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that song is definitely our favorite it's always been our favorite it's one of our older songs and that seems to be everyone else's favorite too when we play it nice all right well right now i'm gonna play blurry vision Yeah. <laughs> 
That was Blurry Vision. So, Brandon, um, we talked about Atlas and everything, and we talked about you and how great you guys are. So how can people get a hold of you and get your music? Um, on all of our social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Bandcamp, Reverb Nation, it's all just the same Atlas Picelia. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, um good luck with everything um like you said you guys are working on the full length please keep me in the loop i would really really like to know when you guys have that done and are going to release that and um i will talk to you very soon man all right cool all right brother thank you all right see you later and that was brandon from atlas um really good guys really been digging the songs here as of late um, I try to listen to them as much as possible before the interviews and when I'm putting the interviews together so that I kind of know what I'm talking about. I'm really enjoying them so far. A few updates ago, Atlas said they had one more production, uh, pre-production song in the works, and then they would start full-fledged recording again, which is always a good thing to hear. And secondly, first, second week of the year, January 9th they will be playing with a couple of bands that are alumni here and a couple that should be put out closer to said concert in my hometown so that is freaking awesome as many of you are not in my hometown if you want to get a hold of me if you want to listen to the podcast there are several ways to do so 
getting a hold of me, you can go facebook.com slash the local music revolution on Twitter at TLMR podcast on Instagram at the local music revolution and on WordPress, the local music revolution dot wordpress.com. The local music revolution is also on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Again, YouTube is behind because it takes so unbelievably long to get those episodes up. I am still trying to put those up there, so please bear with me. All you have to do for those three sites is go to the search engine, look up the local music revolution. We will come up, add, subscribe, rate. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have any guest recommendations i'm always open to hear who you want to recommend on the show who you want me to interview and you know who you want to hear next it's all about you guys and it's all about the band so i just try to make it to where people will listen to these guys also shout out to stringjoy.com they make custom strings tension based strings they also dabble a little bit in customization of instrument cables and they are selling picks now so basically all you have to do is go to stringjoy.com figure out what you need what you want talk to scott and the people that work at stringjoy just in case you need some custom strings they will work with you until you find the best strings for you when you're at checkout remember to enter promo code local l-o-c-a-l and you will get a discount for being a listener of the local music revolution and finally, thank you guys very much for listening to the show. It's going to be wrapping up. This is the third to the last episode of the year. I'm going to be recording and putting together the last two, and I'm going to upload those early and have them scheduled because it's been crazy, and um, I need to spend some time with my family during the holiday season. So next week is the christmas special great questions really good friends and really good answers as well and the week after that which will be 31st will be the release date is the new year special which asks the questions that every one of us ask on new year's how was last year and what will next year be like so tune into those you can hear past present and even some future guests let them know what you think and just have fun with those episodes because they were a blast for me to put together and i really hope each one of the guests had fun in their little segments that they did as well the last few seconds of the episode thank you guys so much for listening as always this is the local music revolution i am ogre you have been wonderful take care and be good everyone The local music revolution. 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 Local music revolution.